Welcome to the I Might Be Wrong podcast with Justin Foster and myself, Juan Kingsbury. Justin and I are really good friends who are always talking about everything under the sun, and we trust each other. We can say things that, frankly, would be embarrassing or misunderstood uh, in the public eye, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to say it and record it and let you decide if we're wrong. But we do ask that you consider it for yourself. The things that you believe in, the things that you uh, say you have conviction about. Is there a chance that you might be wrong? We hope you enjoy our show. All right, we are back. For another one, trauma versus drama is today's topic and theme, which I kind of think I know what you're talking about. Um, like one's real and legit. The other one is uh, is grade school stuff, but I don't want to assume too much. Uh, what do you mean when, yeah. when you brought this up? Well, I think um, I think that, you know, that's the whole point of our podcast is to like, you know, we might be wrong. And one of the things that I'm realizing in myself and a lot of like the, the, when I do our podcast or if I'm talking, you know, on another podcast where I'm a guest or something, I can only speak to my experience. Uh, I'm not a certified expert in many things or yeah. I'm technically not a certified expert in anything. Yeah. Uh, but so I can speak to my experience and, um, and so w- there's, there's sort of like a two parter to this. One is like understanding trauma versus drama from a social or societal standpoint. Yeah. And then understanding trauma versus drama internally. Um, and you know, somebody and, there, and what sparked this conversation or this idea for a topic is somebody asked me on a podcast I was on, I think Emily and I were on and they said, what's the, what's the number one thing that what's the number one piece of advice you have for an entrepreneur? And my answer to that was if you have unresolved trauma, you need to deal with that because it is governing your life and you don't know it. Yeah. Um, and it goes to what Jung said, which is until you make the conscious, the unconscious conscious, it will govern you and you'll call it fate. Ooh, um, that's good. Yeah. And I think also like in your world with uh, behavioral science and behavioral assessments and, you know, know, know thyself and kind of the whole space that, you know, Juan Kingsbury operates in is that a lot of people identify with their like behavior type. They, yeah. You know, they say, I'm, I'm a D or I'm an S or, or a red, yellow, green, whatever. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm this in the Enneagram. I'm this in the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. I'm this in Strength Finders. Those are all just tendencies. Yeah. They're not indicators of your identity. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's, it's gang colors. <laughs> you know, like, yes. this is what I, I'm going to throw it up, uh, represent. But actually, for, for everyone else um, for who's listening, like, kind of kind of bring us back to drama versus or what's the difference and uh-huh. um, not not I've never sat down for myself. I kind of want to, but more for curious. But to me, the difference that I understand from listening to podcasts and other people is trauma is like an imprint on you. Like you said, it's running mm-hmm. your life, maybe even biological. Mm-hmm. Like you have a nervous yeah, right. tick. You, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason you bite your nails or mm-hmm. do crack. Yeah, right. Whereas drama is shit that's right in front of your head that mm-hmm. you're focused on and it annoys you and it's not necessarily great, but it's it's a lot different than PTSD, yeah. actual PTSD. And that's right. You know, I literally can't is, is our wide spectrum of... Of, of, of annoyance or something is, it, right, is that right close yeah totally 
And the way, the way I like to describe this one is that trauma is a grizzly bear attack. Drama is mosquitoes. <laughs> now, okay. our, our primal brains, our old brains, cannot discern between the two. It does not know. It's because it just knows that there's a feeling that I don't like this and I want it to go away. Yeah. Um, and um, so, the, the, so you look at that is uh, trauma is any incident or chronic series of incidences that produce a fight, flight, or freeze response when those similar conditions are reintroduced, including memory. So the term that's used, and it's a little social justice warrior, but triggered. I've been triggered. Yeah microaggression and stuff what 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 i notice at a societal level and this is if, if if people are interested in this there's a great book called the coddling of the american mind there's another one called um anti-fragile mm-hmm. um, um and there's others grit by angela duckworth um resilience by rick hansen which really w- when we confuse at a societal level tr- level trauma and drama with drama or drama with trauma, we minimize actual traumatic experiences. Yeah. And, and so from a societal level, I'm, I think it's really, really important um, that to understand, like, for, for example, the influence of privilege on your definition of trauma versus drama. So if you're, if you come from privilege, or if you have, if you prefer the word advantage, if you have an yeah. advantage in society, because of your economic class or your or your race yeah um what is traumatic to you is minor to someone that comes from inner city or or rural america or someone that's a survivor of childhood abuse and things like that and so my my plea to anyone uh, at a societal level is we need to we need to discern am i experiencing trauma is it a grizzly bear attack or am i experiencing drama yeah yeah, and I think uh, it's funny <laughs> you said the social justice where they triggered. See, I, I always thought it was like a an a, um, you know, snowflakes. It was was coming from the right, and not that that's important, but yeah, I, right. I heard someone else say we all have some form of something that was a grizzly bear attack, or has been, especially when mm-hmm. you're a little kid and you forget about it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think to you say something that I think is the most important thing of us discussing this is we're if everyone thinks, hey, someone called me a name and this is mm-hmm. serious, that actually um, discounts or hurts mm-hmm. the actual stuff where people were really like yeah. put through something. Actually traumatized. Yeah, right. it's taking away. Yeah. It's kind of like, almost like a, right. a boy who cried wolf sort of thing. Yeah. Is that, is that right. fair? Is, and yeah, is that... there's that. It's, 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 um, it's, a, it's a false placement of sensitivity. It's a form of narcissism. Essentially, a narcissist part of narcissism is a belief that your suffering is more important than someone else's. Yeah. And or or you have an elevated sense of suffering that we would call martyrdom. Like, oh, like this, like this always happens to me. Um, this, um, you know, I, I just can't like like. So this idea then is understanding that. I mean, kind of going back to what you said is I am not sure. Now, I'm not a researcher. I'm not certified in this. I am not sure that we've all had traumatic experiences. Um, And the reason I'm not sure of that, if that's true, is because there's a distinct difference in the response of someone that has experienced trauma in a future event. You know, so they had trauma of some sort. They have a future event and they respond very, they respond very differently to someone that 
um, hasn't experienced like actual trauma, which is the imprint that you talked about. Yeah. Um, and, and like, and, and, and a lot of it goes to sort of energy. Like, um, you would think like, I mean, Matthew McConaughey and talked about this when he was on Joe Rogan. I don't know if you've heard that episode, but it's Mm-mm. well worth the three hours. <laughs> to <listen> to <laughs> guys talk. It's a fantastic conversation, but he talked about, and I'm not endorsing spanking, but McConaughey and, and talked about being spanked. And yeah. he says, I never felt unloved because we, my dad did it and we, and he didn't bring it back up again. And it was, and he'd hug us and take me to ice cream after. And it taught me um, that some things, sometimes in life, you need your ass kicked. Now, was to him and to his psyche, that's not a traumatic experience. Yeah. To someone else that maybe that it was more like in my situation where it was more, you, you know, there were, there were instruments used. There was, yeah. there was, it was spontaneous. It was chronic. That's, that's fucking trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, my trauma is different. No, I'm just no. saying in my experience, you, you, that's where the nuance comes in. The nuance yeah. comes in is to understand that, that you're, that you, that you, if you experience trauma, especially between the ages of like one and nine or two and nine, yeah. as a child, you, that is in you forever. Yeah. Well, I think you, you said, so, you know, you're not the expert or researcher and neither am I, but I would guess that yeah everyone has a version of trauma or ptsd according to what i think and again i've not put no effort into this just 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 thinking and and talking to me trauma and like you said the the spanking is a great example of there's two ingredients i think or two variables of there's a physical sense of danger or Mm -hmm. or thought that you are Mm -hmm. that uh, this Mm -hmm. there's a problem here and then how much of an imprint does it actually leave so mcconaughey all right, mm-hmm. all right, all right. You know, it's my ass. It's red, but I'm going to go play now. You yeah. know, rolled off his back. Or actually, I even talked to my brother about this. Couple. I was like, how come you react to our parents this way and like mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit? <laughs> or at least it right. seems that way. And then I'm like, ah. Um, you know, same household, same stuff. But I think, and so to me, I would make the conclusion that I think every everyone, right or wrong, fact or fiction, you'd document it, you'd probably see a totally different story. But at one point in their life, especially as a kid, felt mm-hmm. that they were physically in danger mm-hmm. and there's an imprint there and yeah, someone else basically said that's your diss style that yeah. this stuff happened to you and this is how you survived it you make people laugh you take control you ride the bull whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, so just my speculation not a doctor yeah, yeah. not a researcher yeah, right right and i think that's why we're that's why the, that's the name of our podcast yeah. but we might I, we might be wrong yeah do you think yeah. everyone should deal with it like should try to well, I think it will govern you. Um, and I think I've learned this firsthand. It, 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 and I wrote about this in um, uh, an essay that I published on Medium and on my web on fosterthinking.com called uh, The Secret Governors. Oh, yeah. The reason, and this trauma, week. huh? It was this week, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So trauma um, was a, trauma is a teacher. Now, it's not a good teacher necessarily, but it's a teacher. And it's what it's teaching you, what it taught me is, for example, um, to be a relationship as um, a relationship is something that where the job in the relationship is to heal, fix, or complete the other person. And they are supposed to do that for me. And now we have a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a marriage or whatever. Uh-huh. That's a trauma response. That's not true. That's not really how a conscious relationship works. Um, in a conscious relationship, if you look at it from attachment theory, so attachment theory is in a quadrant with the left side of the quadrant being anxious and the right side of the quadrant 
uh, box, you know, the four boxes being um, being uh, avoidant. If you have a secure attachment style, which is right in the center, you understand that a relationship is about being supportive. It's about being, it's about affirming. It's about encouraging. It's not about fixing. We, we, it's not, it's not about that. Those are trauma responses in my opinion, Yeah. at least for myself. Um, and so when you think about that, I think, I think also like if you do uh, un, untreated trauma, especially if it's severe trauma, like if it, if you were physically abused or sexually abused and you don't, you don't do that, that is cropping up in lives in, in, in primarily in your relationships where it's cropping up in your life and you think it's, well, why do I keep attracting this? Well, it's because trauma is teaching you has taught you that this is what you need to put up with in order to be validated. Yeah. And, um, I, and so I think that, um, I think there's other areas. I think it affects your career. I think it affects, it certainly affects, if you look at it from a parts theory standpoint, if it, 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 it makes your identity with me versus I, and, and I is your core self and me is the thing that your mind created to protect you from the violence or yeah. from the, from the trauma. Yeah. I don't know why. I think everyone does, or a lot of people do this, and I go back to the, the movie a lot, Castaway. Have you seen mm, that movie? I love that movie. It's one that, of only a few movies I own. Yeah, when he <laughs> when he goes back, oh, spoiler alert, when he gets saved and he goes back, like he can't sleep, he kind of doesn't know what mm-hmm. to do. Like there's a whole psychological shift that, it, you know, from yeah. a movie standpoint, it's kind of disappointing. You're like, wow, he got saved, but now he's so lonely. But yeah. Um, you know, he's, he learned to survive and he ma- makes a friend and the volleyball and all that stuff. But then, yeah, right. then some other circumstances get him saved. Like he, he, right. he made himself ready to be saved, but now he's in a totally different world. And it's like right. the old way of thinking doesn't necessarily apply totally. anymore. Yeah. And I think that like when you, the governors, um, the, 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 the Jung crew, uh, quote uh-huh. that if we, if we're trying to, 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 not, I don't know if being happy is the right word, but like if you're trying to get off the island, surviving mm-hmm. the island is, is one, one thing to do, but to mm-hmm. get off and, the, and then to enjoy where you are. Like, I think I showed you the book from the, the U.S. Uh, military. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, the survival like, book. Oh, yeah. we are all about survival as a human right. race. We don't really have uh, guidance of how to do yes. beyond that. Like you could point to religion, but then you could also point to all the ways that it, 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 it. it um, I don't know. Corrupted is too strong of a word, but well, yeah, you know, we influenced at least. Yeah, yeah, we 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 are constantly saying like, look, if you can't survive on your own, then you're you're a problem. But that's good. Yeah. But if you don't know how to do things beyond, like what's the other movie? And I'll stop mentioning movies. The um, Hurt Locker. You seen that yeah. one? Where mm-hmm. he can't, he's he's a military guy, and he can't. I know what it's about. Yeah, he, he can't, can't come back, yeah. and he can't like buy cereal in the grocery yeah. store. He's just so wired he's, yeah, for war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. like, what's your, you know, I, I don't know what what you want to focus on more. The difference? Do we need to stop? Like, are we wasting time with the drama? Well, so so here's what I think. I think that there's there's two kind of damaging things. Um, one is is to not treat trauma and to pretend like like the phrase, well, you got to get over it. You know, it's behind me, you know, there's so much brain science now that shows that that's not true. There's yeah. a great book. I'm actually oh, about a third into called the body keeps the score. And it's by oh, yeah. um, the premier researcher of PTSD. Like the, basically the guy that really the medical professional that really said this is a real disorder. 
Um, and uh, I can't pronounce his name. It's a Dutch name, um, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a tra it's a traumatizing book to read because he's the way he's talking about it. So here's what, here's, so there's that. There's the untreated trauma. That is damaging. That will govern your life. But there's another one, which is if you, you talk about survival skills, your survival skills are in, intended to help you survive trauma. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Yes. They, they're there to make you fight. Flight, fight, flight, freeze are a gift to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people do, I think a lot of Americans, and I think, I think this is a, this is like an, its own epidemic, not to be, you know, yeah. uh, dismissive of the actual epidemic of the, or pandemic of the, of COVID, but there's an epidemic of, or a pervasiveness of that. I am using my survival skills to handle drama. So survival skills to handle drama are walling yourself off from someone because you don't like them. You don't like them. So I'm not going to talk to you. Yeah. Just ghosting, dismissing, uh, lack of empathy. And now you get into the, 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 the trolling, you get into the, 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 the passive aggressive or the aggressive aggressive behind a keyboard things you would. And those are just examples of like, okay, I'm trying to survive in the world. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, use these survival skills and I'm going to, I'm going to, to deal with, to, to deal with drama. Yeah. And that's also damaging because what you're doing is it's causing like incels. If you're familiar with that. Yeah, term. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's causing, that's causing incels. It causes militia. It causes extremism. It causes religious cults. It's this idea that, ah, oh, the world is dramatic in a certain way and I'm going to use my survival skills to protect me from that. Yeah. Not true. Not true. Um, and so I look at the equanimity between the two, between the drama is part of the story of life. It's the highs and the lows. It's the, it's the ebbs and the flows. It's, it's, it's just part of, it's the impermanence of life. Yeah. That's, that comes across as drama. But if we see it as a movie, we'd be like, yeah, we like that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they literally have a category called drama. <laughs> um, and so, and then trauma um, is like I said, trauma is a teacher. Trauma is an invitation to go back inward and give yourself something you did not receive from someone else. Yeah. And if you don't do that work, you never receive it. And now you're looking for it externally. Now you're looking for it in a relationship or a job or, you know, that like the term, the dream house, or, you know, like if I lost that last, tw I lost 20 pounds, or if I had, yeah. you know, like bigger breasts or a bigger penis, like, you know, yes. like, if I, if I just had these things, then I'd be happy. Bigger. Definitely American. Bigger. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. Yeah. But, so, uh, well, and anyway. when you were describing that, up the, the incels, it's, it's something I got hip to a couple years ago, and then I think they started calling them incels. But I saw it earlier. Or should I say I saw it earlier? I noticed a trend earlier with certain friends, video game, comic books, and yeah. not necessarily great with girls. And, you know, and then when like, hey, they made a... Ghostbusters female. I'm like, why? Why is so and so so mad about this? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And not to say all of them the same, but I've noticed like when you were describing that, I, I what came to mind is like, oh, kind of like chemotherapy of or or like taking a you using a nuclear bomb to stop to right. a fist fight. <laughs> like you yeah, have right, right. you have exactly. all this pain that you're not dealing with, and instead you're 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 directing it to the right. story, you know, ups and yeah. downs, right. not necessarily like your, your actual problem is, is something else has very little to do with these yes. people. Right. You're taking it out on them. Right. Which is such a great example of something that I, uh, I just, this is how I, like when I'm talking about trauma and, and recognizing trauma is imagine you're in a car and your check engine light comes on. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you and if you haven't experienced chronic trauma, if you don't have PTSD, as an example, if you don't have that, maybe you've had some minor trauma. You're like, oh, I better, I need to make, I need to call my mechanic and go get this checked. Yeah. Trauma survivors look at the check engine light and go, holy shit, what's going on? Oh, my engine, my engine's, my engine's dead. I can't afford that. This is gonna cost me four thousand dollars. Yeah. And the narrative just go boom. So imagine that microcosm of a check engine light that every when you're a trauma survivor and you have PTSD, untreated PTSD, you look at everything as a threat response. And then you, then you confirm that it's not. Yeah. So every, every investment of intimacy, every um, experience that, you know, that to the point, like, like you get a ding on your phone, a text message. And if you are trauma, if you have a trauma response, you're like, holy shit, what's going on? Yeah. You know, it's like it, and it rewires your brain to, believe that the feeling you have, whatever that is, is a threat to, and you said it earlier, it's the threat of death. That's how your brain is processing it. It's the threat of death. Um, Yeah. Now, metaphysically or spiritually, there's two kinds of death too that trauma is dealing with. There's physical death, like the death of your body um, and the container of you. That's, That's what the trauma response is designed for. Fight, flight, or freeze, uh, cognitive thinking, um, strategic thinking, all of the survival skills that we we humans have, yeah, all are designed to keep us alive. But there's another part of us, which is the ego mind, which is supposed to die and then reborn and die and reborn. Yeah. It's a constant cycle throughout life. And what's interesting from a psychological standpoint is that your mind treats ego death as if it's physical death. Huh. It feels like what people say when they have a when they have a, a heartbreak, they have a, like a, a severe breakup. Yeah. And they go, I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm dying. Well, we would say that's a, that's dramatic, but if you're a trauma <laughs> survivor, your brain is processing it as if you're dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah. I, um, two things I well, thought of one earlier at the beginning of this, but then I'm going to add to it. Metaphor guy, visual for the listeners, um, spaceship and a haunted house that uh-huh. as you're describing, I'm like, we all come into this world, you know, not quite casually, <laughs> you know, that it's pretty chaotic when, when you, you're birthed into this world and, and then how you're raised. It's like a spaceship crash, crash landing and the PTSD, the trauma is kind of like knowing or not knowing. And I think mo- many of us don't know what's wrong with our spaceship. You know, we're here right. now um, and now it becomes more of a haunted house. And, you know, if you've ever had, you moved into a new place, you just did. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. when I do, especially I'm in an older house there's some weird ass noises that go on <laughs> and I'm like, is it a ghost? Especially when I watch a right. scary story. Well, until I actually know, Oh, that beam is, is different or, Oh, that thing creaks. Mm-hmm. I'm telling myself all sorts of stories, mm-hmm. but to go and face it, especially in the middle of the night when I'm by myself mm-hmm. or wife's not home or dog's not home. Um, my dog goes out for late night walks, but, um, yeah. y- you make up all these stories in your head that maybe have some truth, scary sound or whatever, but, like if you don't deal with this stuff, we all come into this world and we all have weird noises, sound smells, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if we don't actually face it, it's going to scare the hell out of yeah. us and so, we're going to so, take it out on others. Yes, exactly. I think that's very wisely, astutely said. So let's take that noise as an example, though. If you're a, if you have PTSD and you're not, and you have untreated PTSD or unregulated PTSD, because you don't, I mean, you really can't fully treat PTSD because it really affects your neuro, the neuroplasticity, especially if you have chronic yeah. PTSD. So that's why people that had chron- have chronic PTSD, like 
years of violence or, or something have a much more difficult time than someone that has the PTSD of a, of a traumatic event. Um, and so there's an, actually in psychology, there's a term for it. They call it C PTSD, which is the C stands for complex. So complex PTSD is the primary issue in the military um, in combat, combat zones. And, and Sebastian Junger did a bunch of research on this in his book, Tribe or Tribes. And he found that the soldiers that were direct action, you know, the door, the door, the door blasters, like the Navy SEALs or the Army Rangers or the Marine Corps, where they, they were taking a fight to the enemy. Uh-huh. They had some PTSD, some some experiential, P, you know, some sort of like big event PTSD. There was still that. But the primary cause of P, or the primary people with PTSD in the army are the ones that had the chronic defensive posture of going out on patrol and never knowing yeah. who's the bad guy. What is that bag on the ground? An IED is that pile of camel poo of IED? Yeah. Like, like all of the, all of this chronic and day after day after day. And so that's as an adult, imagine that as a child. So going back to the noise, do you hear the noise? If you're a, if you're a, if you're a survivor or if you have a lot of unregulated chronic PTSD, like let's call it a trauma response, the noise triggers not just the story. It can trigger the behavior too. It can trigger a panic attack. It can trigger paranoia yeah. where you're like, I'm going to get my gun and I'm going to go looking for this thing. Yeah. It can, it can be like, I'm going to lay here in the dark and I'm going to die or, you know, fight, flight or freeze. Yeah. And a lot of the work with trauma that I have learned for myself and my own experience is just in the moment of trauma of a trauma response to intervene. To intervene and i heard a great little tip on this on my favorite podcast besides ours <laughs> uh the robcast with rob bell um and rob bell had his wife Kristen on he has her regularly and they have these awesome conversations and they were talking about fragmented mind and kind of these loops we get into and she said well the first thing to do is talk to yourself she was give yourself a nickname so i'm alone now in this place mm-hmm. i i um and I don't have the scary sound stuff doesn't bother me. Yeah. That would be a welcome relief. What gets <laughs> to me are that the, 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 the ego trauma demons get to me. So I find myself when people think I'm crazy, you know, I'm like, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, dude, yeah. I call myself JF. JF, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like, good. you know, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, there's no data. Show me the data. That's what I, yeah. like, what I'm, when I'm, when I'm doing a self intervention that if you don't know how to do a self intervention, what you will do is you will go search for a hero. Yeah. And that's what codependency is. Yeah. Codependency oh, is I'm going to do whatever I need to do for you, for me to feel safe. So when that scary noise comes along, I can just cuddle up next to you and we're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and actually I'll, I'll bridge to something the last 10 or so here because we've been talking about PTSD and we use military for a little bit, but it's, you know, there's, there's sexual assaults, there's verbal yeah. abuse, there's, you know, physical abuse, like, I think that's the, we kind of said it, but to be clear, at least my stance, and I think you agree, and if not, you'll say so. It's like, there's no checkpoints of, of this is what true tra- trauma is, or maybe, maybe I'm saying that wrong, that it's not for us to decide. How you react to certain things is, is right. up to you and someone who is a real expert. Mm-hmm. But we probably, if if you're not, how'd you say it? Um, if you have governors, then you know you're letting this trauma stuff mm-hmm. dictate That's your right. life. And if you don't want to get over it, you got to go face it. 
Um, yeah. It's not just like tough guy stuff. I think mm-hmm. depending on, on your, well, in your case, you're speaking to relationships. We all have stuff. I know I do. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes I use it and I can go really far. But like uh, we we mentioned Michael Jordan, the last dance a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like, they didn't really say it so much on the documentary, but like his older brother would beat him in sports like mm-hmm. all the time. Like, but yeah. like, I think like psychologically effed him up. Yeah, yeah, he's the greatest player ever, but mm-hmm. also like it's there's a there's some demons there yeah, that he's a sociopathic element. To yeah, it, and right. he admits mm-hmm. like, look, mm-hmm. this is how I play. But, you know, when you're 11 and your older brother's like, you know, rubbing it in and all this stuff, mm-hmm. like how you respond um, that there's maybe not triggers, but switches. There's Pavlov's dog. We all have a bell yeah, <laughs> in we our all mouths. Have a bell, right. Um, and I love what you said there, Juan, because it is not for anyone else to tell you what your trauma is. Mm-hmm. but and this is the paradox it is for you to discern yeah what is trauma and what's drama and um and and that that you know trauma depending on the way you're wired um you know there's kind of an emerging um science behind what they call hsps or highly sensitive persons and they're people that actually have more receptors more nerve ending receptors they're like super tasters emotionally yeah. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm one of those. Like, so I feel everything like I, I'm not, I don't really empathy is not my thing. Like I feel empathy, but I have to kind of get to it. Sure. But but what I feel when I feel something, when I feel anger or I feel lust or I feel, um, passion about, I feel that at the nth degree. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't really have any gradient in me. And, and so because of that, um, that, that, you know, if you're an HSP, if you're a trauma, if you're even if you're not a trauma survivor per se, like it's say it's not chronic physical abuse, it's not sexual abuse, maybe it's emotional or spiritual abuse, maybe that's in there. Yeah. Um, and, and, but if you're a highly sensitive person, um, or if you're like a two in the Enneagram, so you're a helper, you're really sensitive to how other people experience, how, how other people tell you what your reality is. Hmm. Um, and that's trauma when, when someone is denying your reality. And this is, this is common in, in, um, in sort of, uh, in racial issues. Like when someone denies like black lives matter and they deny it, like, yeah, there's not racism. It is so disrespectful to someone else's experience. Yeah. Um, and, and so, but I think, I think it's important to, to just reiterate here that, um, you you need to figure out what the difference between trauma and drama is in yourself, but you don't have to have someone tell you that's well, that's not trauma. Yeah, that wasn't trauma. There's, Maybe it was traumatic to you. Yeah, and, that's I, and again, whenever, whenever you talk, I, I go like visually as as you're talking, I, and mm-hmm. I, like now I almost see like a house of of mirrors. But some of the mirrors are a true reflection. Some mm-hmm. are false that you need to deal with, and others are. Right. Are, are really just social media's distortion or people's yeah, yeah, posts. Yeah, social conditioning, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think at the end of the day, because I remember, this is silly, uh, but it was uh, watching the Cosby show, there's an episode where Theo, it's revealed that he's um, dyslexic. And now like, oh, he's a bad student because of this, not because he's a bad. And I was like, man, I wish I had something like that to blame. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people who want the drama or the trauma, like mm-hmm. we all want to, to like, Maybe I shouldn't say we all want. I think there's a part of us that wants to feel understood. And so therefore, mm-hmm. like, look, look at my scar. Or I'm, I'm an yeah, entrepreneur. Sure. I work hard or my daddy yeah. worked hard or whatever it is. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's worked hard. But for some reason, we're still assholes to each other. But right. there's one part of 
we do we don't know how to explain our feelings outward to everyone else mm -hmm. but also i don't think we we know it for ourselves and you know with me right. in school it was like oh i don't like learning for the sake of learning but if mm -hmm. there's a start and a finish and i get like a couple of things like I, I i learned that about myself later on and i wouldn't say school was traumatic not not at all a lot of drama um but i think especially as for men but just anyone we don't like mm -hmm. my wife is actually you know she hates showing her feelings and i'm like i'll cry mm -hmm. put on bambi you know like <laughs> give yeah. me two minutes yeah. but we all we all get mad when other people don't understand us but if we haven't taken the time to understand mm -hmm. us and looked mm -hmm. back and realized like, oh, why was yeah. I feeling that way? Or more importantly, like, what am I doing about it? And I love that. Actually, yeah. I was looking it up while you were talking. I'm going to read that book. The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, yeah. Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma. Bessel yeah. van der Kolk. Uh, yeah. I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But to me, I just did a podcast on Career Blind Spot. Sleep is the ultimate metric. I don't know if that's actually yeah. scientifically true, but if you sleep really well, there's probably a lot of good things going yeah. in, on in your life. And if not, there's probably something keeping you up at night. Yes, um, yes. There's a and 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 there's a. Um, this is kind of a useful thing for the listener. I think it's similar to the talking to yourself or understanding your response to things and being in you know in, in mindfulness or meditation, where they refer to it as being in the witness seat or observer is um there's a term i actually learned it from another book about something else and it was just like i'd never heard it before it's called halt h-a-l-t it's actually from aa i think is where this comes from and um halt stands for hungry angry lonely tired and and i have adapted the a to mean uh, to just say agitated because mm -hmm. i don't think it's just about being angry if you're a trauma survivor even if you've been, had lots of therapy if you're if you have all four of those things at the same time you need to ask for help because what will happen is it begins to distort your reality because your brain remember your brain's trying to keep you alive it yeah. says you're hungry you're never going to eat again you're going to starve to death you're lonely you're going to be alone and you're going to die in your bed and no one will know you exist yeah agitated is i will feel this way forever and tired is i'm i'm so tired i can't even function anymore no i, I um and, i'm gonna and, have and you so we well, let me finish that. We, we all get those four things, but if you have a history with trauma, especially physical, physical abuse type trauma, you have to be really, really aware to regulate yourself, to have regulatory things around you, which is why in AA, they say, if you don't ever be hang all four of those at the same time, or you're going to start drinking again. Gotcha. Um, and it's not that you're going to necessarily prevent it. I mean, we're all going to get hungry and we're all going to get agitated, lonely, and tired. Those are normal human emotions. Sure. It's what we allow them to do to us. And, yeah. and, um, I have noticed that in myself, in this time that I'm in, that my deepest codependency, this was a huge understanding for me. My deepest codependency traits are when I'm hungry, angry, uh, hungry, agitated, lonely, or tired. Yeah. That's when I want to reach out to someone who I want their attention and go, would you help me? Would you help me with this? <laughs> yeah. Which is way different than I need your help in something. Yeah. I need your help, which is way different than saying, please help me. Yeah. Um, waiting for the hero. Well, yeah. And I think that that's the superpower. And I, one, I'm going to put this in the show notes. So I think that's super important. It doesn't matter where it came from, but if it make you know, for AA and all that stuff, you know, it makes it sense. But mm -hmm. I'll actually, I'll change something that Justin said. Um, I think you deserve to ask for help. I think asking for help is yeah. a superpower 
And those of us who don't, we're, we're not right. doing anyone a favor, especially right. to our friends and family right. who might not be able to carry the whole burden, but even letting yeah. them know like there's something wrong and I don't know what yeah. to deal with. Um, and, and I think especially with just, not just men, but military tough guy, like that stuff that that's my, mm-hmm. you know, greatest generation. I'm like, Oh, but you guys also are the alcoholics and all the, also yeah, this. And the abusers. Yeah. Right? And, and the so abusers, it's like right? a, 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 a medal of honor counts for a lot, but how you come back from the, the, the mm-hmm. mission still counts. And, you know, there's a reason we, we have these, what Springsteen's born on the 4th of July and all these songs yeah. and stuff, because we're not taught how to deal with that. And, and some people have a lot more physical thing. And I think that's the metric of the body. That's why I'm really excited to read that book is like something's keeping score, you know, and, yes. and, and ultimately you deserve to be helped. So I'll, I'll put that in the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good my, one. My, my nuance to that one is just to be clear is asking for help is different than, than expecting help. Oh, that is, that's really good. That is the key. And, and if you're codependent and I have codependent tendencies, I'm like, what you could fix this in my head. You could fix this. All you have to do is text me and I'll feel better. Come on. And, <laughs> and I, then I do an intervention. I'm like, no, yeah, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to learn that the, tr- the, tr- the trauma is real, but the response to the trauma is often wrong. It's just like the check engine light. That's the main visual metaphor I want people to remember. Just because the check engine light is on doesn't mean that you're something is wrong with your engine. Yeah. Now you can't put a piece of tape over it. Like a lot of people do. They put a piece of tape over the check engine light and they're in denial. Yeah. And, and, and they, that it's, it's to be skeptical, to be, to be compassionate for your feeling about it and be skeptical of your thinking about it. Yeah. We, that's uh, the pattern. That's kind of the, like the nuance or the, 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 the moderation between all that. Yeah. I just thought of another topic. I'll, I'll tease it here, but we're going to wrap in about a minute <laughs> or two, but why is the, the religion specifically Christianity? Like why was it? Cause I think therapy and stuff is more socially accepted today, but they used to be pretty against like Very therapy so, yeah. and psychology. The church I grew up in the fundamentalist church I grew up in. Like if you like if you had a mental illness, it was like we just got to pray more, yeah. or this is God telling you that you're something's wrong with you and you need to repent, or like I, I and yeah, that is an interesting topic. Yeah, it's definitely I, it's definitely a whole nother yeah, probably three other, three parter. But <laughs> certainly part though the one to the social conditioning, like uh, gender roles, um, have a lot to do with how you handle trauma. Yeah, um, um, your your race, the way you you know you the way you experience the world through your race or your sexuality, those have a huge difference. Yeah. Um, which is why my final thought here uh, on this is comparing your trauma to someone else's is a trauma response. Oh, that's so good. That is a trauma response. So you have to then go, oh, why am I doing that? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. And usually it's because um, you can go, well, my situation is not as bad as that person. So why am I being such a puss about it? Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, th- th- I'm or, gonna... or the other way or the other way, which is, I, don't you know how bad it has been? For yeah. me? And I'll end with this little story of is, so. So when and Emily and I, my business partner, my creative partner, when we, we, we first met, we met like seven years ago and we started Root and River a couple of years later. She, she I was I was lamenting to her and Caden knows that I tell the story. My younger son, Caden 
was what, what he called was in he called his asshole phase, which was like <laughs> 13 to like 16 or yeah. 17. And this was around the time I think he was uh, that and I was lamenting to Emily, why isn't Caden understand like I've worked my ass off and he doesn't have the same experience in me. He's got so many privileges and da 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 da. And she just quietly said to me, he doesn't know that. How would he know that? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm comparing. I'm yeah. comparing here. And 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 that that's the power. That's those that's the power of an intervention, a self-intervention to go, oh, look at me. I'm comparing. Yeah. I man, I love and we're definitely ending on that, but I'll I'll point out like you because I do that shit all the time. But mm-hmm. I don't think you're a bad person for doing it. Mm-hmm. I think you're a human. I right. think you're a smart person for doing what Justin's advising and intervention and why. Why am I comparing? That's that's awesome. That's a great way to end. Awesome. Thanks, man. Great visit. You got it.